What up, y'all? Welcome to episode eight of Indianalysis. Today, we are talking about the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your co-host, Jonathan Fredline. And I am Alan J. Payton. And like Fred said, today, we're talking about the Atlanta Hawks with Trey Young, potential MVP candidate, if you didn't watch our full Get show. Get out of here. Go, go, catch, go catch our full show with, with uh, me... <laughs> Saying Trey Young could possibly win MVP. Oh my goodness, you don't have to. Oh so, my goodness. let's go. All right, let's let's go south of the border, shall we? Let's go down yeah, to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Atlanta is in or Georgia. Georgia. Wait. Yes. Yes. Georgia. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Georgia. Atlanta's Georgia. in Georgia. Cool. 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 Yes. Cool. So let's go. Let's go down to the south in Atlanta. They've had better success in previous years. Definitely this year, sitting at forty-three and thirty-nine which is good enough for ninth seed in the East. I forget, did they make it out of the play-in? Yeah, they they beat the, I think, the Hornets or the Pacers, and they beat us. And then they so. beat the Cavs. Sharon waved us off the court, so. and But then they lost to, I think, Miami in five. Miami. So it's been kind of a roller coaster. They made it to the East Finals last year. Everybody's expecting yeah, them to do ago. well. Uh, yeah, two years ago. So what we will be seeing throughout the episode, though, they're – roster last year is going to look quite different from the roster this year but the roster last year looked a little something like obviously you got trey young then you got bogdan bogdanovich it's a mouthful they got (laughs) deandre hunton hunter and then john collins and clint capella at the four and the five and then off your bench you got that veteran uh facilitator lou williams like the like three times six man of the year winner or whatever then you got delon Wright, and then you had a Kevin Huerter and Danelle Gallinari both giving you plus 10 points up the bench. Give you a bucket here and there. And then Onikyo Kongwu, backup center. Yeah, for sure. So looking at the roster, from the stats and the roster, the Hawks were built to be just a great, highly productive offense, powered by Trey Young. The Hawks are second in offensive rating, which is in- incredible. Second? For second, Actually? Second in That's offensive crazy. rating. They rank first in field goal percentage. It. First and field goal percentage, second and three-point percentage. So their offense was very potent, as we could see by their percentages. Six in points per game. And Young, who's a phenomenal playmaker and a solid shooter, is the engine that makes the offense go. And he has very good complementary offensive players like John Collins, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Kevin Herter. These were all strong shooters who could complement Young very well. And but they had the those pro- constant lob threats, for sure. Yeah, like Clint, Clint Capella. Clint Capella on on Yeko Kongu, for sure. Yeah. So the problem with this team is that they, compared to other playoff teams, they're probably the worst defensive team in the NBA with other playoff teams. They are in 26th in defensive rating and 20th in rebounding. And they allowed uh, the 21st amount of uh, points per game for the opponent. Unlike offense, Trey Young is probably the worst defender on the court. He is 6'1, 164. And so it's just like just a short, small. He's not. A, he's just built not to be a great defender. But as you can see, with a team like the Warriors, they built like Steph Curry. Before like this year, he was a decent defender. Before that, they would surround Steph Curry with extremely good defenders like Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. This year, Andrew Wiggins. Before that, Kevin Durant, uh, Harrison Barnes. The Hawks have no other really good defenders other than DeAndre Hunter, Clint Capella. And Yeko Kangu. And DeAndre Hunter is the only perimeter defender in that group. Everybody yeah. on this roster is a poor defender, and they're very offensively focused. Yeah, so that was definitely the the most glaring 
uh, knock on the Hawks last year for sure. One other glaring thing that I noticed was talk of bench versatility, mainly, like you said, on the defense, defensive side of the ball. Really, their only solid defensive player on the, on the perimeter was, like you said, DeAndre Hunter. Mm-hmm. All those players that I mentioned that came off the bench, Lou Williams, DeLon Wright, Kevin Huerter, not plus defenders, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, and they were like decent, but nothing special scoring either. So, kind of not, not a super deep team, which obviously yeah. is a recipe for disaster in the playoffs. So, yeah, continue with the idea of bad defense. I did. I spoke briefly on John Collins, who's a who's a not phenomenal, but I would say a very solid offensive player. He's ultra athletic, yeah. a very versatile offensive player. He can stretch the floor, and we've seen his various posters on Joel Embiid, Jared Allen. We see he's a high flyer, so he's a he's a great offensive player. But defensively, it's just it doesn't make sense to me. Like you, you have a player who's so athletic, so mobile, so fast for his position, and he has very good height. And he's just not a good defender. I don't know yeah. what the problem is. If he's just not committed to that side of the ball, if he just like I don't know, if he just doesn't have the IQ for that side of the ball. I don't know. It's just like it doesn't add up to have the player of that level of athleticism and not be a good defender. And I think this kind of leads us into the offseason talk and the salary issues. John Collins is getting paid twenty three million dollars a year, and First offense, he's only averaging 16 points a game, even though he has all those attributes. Only 16 points a game and lackluster on the defensive side of the ball. Should the Hawks look to move off John Collins? I don't know. Yeah, if John Collins has got to realize if he wants to go to another team and to be the man, he's got to realize that he's got to make some sort of effort on the defensive side of the ball because mm-hmm. he's not good enough. He's not like Trey Young good on the opposite side of the ball to yeah. be subpar on the defensive side of the ball. 16 points yeah. a game. Is nothing special, and all, and he's really just catching just a lot of lobs mm-hmm. from from Trey Young, kind of setting him up perfectly. Yeah. So I would say for sure that that, that twenty three mil a year isn't exactly, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I don't know. It raises it raises some eyebrows for sure. And if he's wanting more, give him a few more years and like see see really where his career is going because he's still young, he's still growing, mm-hmm. he's still yeah. room to get better for sure, like room to improve. Yeah, but I would I would not say it'd be the worst thing in the world to explore some trade options options for him because you could put together some good trade packages for him and perhaps mm-hmm. fill some necessary holes in this Hawks team like maybe trade him to get you know a better perimeter defender or yeah. just any a better defender in general because yeah. he's definitely he's definitely proven himself to be a force to be reckoned with on the opposite side of the ball so there is a market for him there's not mm-hmm. no market like there's not people who don't want him, yeah. I would say people would be willing to take up that contract and put together a decent trade package for him for sure. Yeah. So yeah, looking at their free agency decisions so far, they signed Aaron holiday. Who's a, a decent backup point guard. He's not a great defender, but he's a pretty decent offensive player. Similar to Lou Williams. They signed Frank, the tank Kaminsky, who he's not yes, known sir. for defense. He's not known for defense. Those are two interesting signings. So yeah, no, like no, because you would you would expect them to sign people to make them mm-hmm. better. But getting into the trades, this is where it gets interesting. We're gonna start with a, a smaller trade. They dealt Kevin Herter to the Kings, and they got Justin Holiday, who is a good defender on the perimeter, and he can hit open threes. Moharkless, who's also a good defender, can hit open threes. So two three D players and a future first round pick from the Kings, which could be a valuable pick because the Kings are 
have not figured their franchise out yet in 20 plus years. Since so, 2002. Since 2002, the Kings have not figured their franchise out. So that could be a valuable first round pick. And the Kings get a shooter and Kevin Herter to spread the floor for De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis. So I think the, King, the Kings overpaid a little bit for Kevin Herter, who's a, in my opinion, kind of a backup, a backup scorer. He's not really, I don't think he's the starting quality guard yet. So it's a good trade for Atlanta as they get two 3D players and a future first round pick. So let's go on to the second trade, which is uh, it's a little exciting here. This is this is yes, exciting yeah, so, indeed. So we talked about in our Indian analysis of the Celtics that the Celtics traded for Malcolm Brogdon. That could have been the move of the offseason. This even more so could be the actual move of the offseason for the Hawks. So just for the so, fact that like it was perfect. Yeah, it was a perfect fit and this. Just like yeah. the Celtics, this this player, the the player Dejounte Murray. I'm just gonna say it. They got Dejounte Murray. I think he's better than Malcolm Brogdon at this point in, in their careers. The Hawks got Dejounte Murray and Jack Landale, who I think he's a rookie or a sophomore this season. So they got those two guys, and the Spurs get Danilo Gallinari. So the and the Spurs bought him out, but the Hawks got rid of that large contract, and the uh, Spurs also get three first round pick and one pick swap. So they gave up a ton of draft capital. But in my opinion, I think I think it was worth it. So yes, what, let, let me hear your thoughts on that. Finally, they were, they noticed their pro- their weaknesses, their problems in the area. They did something about it. They went out and got this all star Dejounte Murray. Mm-hmm. He shown his ability to get a bucket on the offensive end and can you know lock up and play defense. On the other hand, for mm-hmm. sure, I would say this is budding the Malcolm Brogdon deal as move of the offseason, just yeah. because. It, it may not be, you know, the biggest name ever. It may not be the biggest name in the league, but it yeah. just just fit. The Hawks, just are, the really Hawks well. are serious about yeah. winning. They want to yeah. win, and they realize that Trey Youngs don't come every day. Mm-hmm. Being able to get John Collins and Clint Capel on the same team and Onekio Kongwu, like, like, all right, let's do this now. And they yeah. went out and got DeJounte Murray. Definitely a yeah. W move in my part. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so DeJounte Murray is an elite. When I say elite, he's an elite perimeter defender. He's mm-hmm. a 6'5", with very good length, so that's going to help Trey Young in the backcourt a lot with that defense. And he's got a smooth offensive game. He's a great ball handler, so that can take the pressure off Trey Young. And we saw Trey Young take a lot of deep threes like from like the logos, and I think that's because like – at some point in the game, you get kind of you get worn out by the defense that you have to bring the ball up every single play and set up the offense. Just getting a quick shot up so you can get some more rest, some more, and just getting a shot just to I don't know, get the that to get the game moving a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think having another ball handler with like Dejounte Murray, another point guard capable ball handler like Dejounte Murray is definitely going to help on the offensive yeah. side, in addition to the defensive help that Dejounte provides. I agree. I agree for sure. So looking at the potential trades for. Atlanta the first trade would deal Clint Capella and though we talked about him as one of the stronger rim protectors for this team and a good defender the trade would entail them getting Ben Simmons a guy who can guard one through five another Ben Simmons appearance for let's let's just let's just start a game how many times can Ben Simmons (laughs) toss around in trade rumors but But it's true his value like players like him being able to guard one through five efficiently and effectively Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think he's the only that, player yeah. in the league that can guard one through five. Only player. Uh, uh, you got not Giannis. Giannis. 
Okay. Not Giannis. Well, that, that, that's a debate for another time. But well, Ben Simmons one through guards guards one through five, and I, even on offense, though he doesn't shoot the ball that often, I think him being a slasher and a very talented playmaker can definitely open up the the catch and shoot game for Trey and Dejounte and all the other shooters like John Collins that they have. So they could they could potentially run a lineup of Trey Young, Dejounte uh, Murray, DeAndre Hunter. Ben Simmons and John Collins with Ben Simmons running the four or five and him just, yeah. he can either post up or bring the ball down to slash and run a five out offense, have Ben Simmons slash kick out. That would be, I think that'd be really good for offensively and defensively. And and honestly, they don't need his scoring. They, yeah, when they have sure. people like DeJounte Murray and Trey Young, who are both 25 plus points per game scorers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then John Collins, who's gotten better every single year. Last year yeah. he had 16 points a game. Maybe, maybe he, Nears twenty this year. Who knows? Maybe, so they yeah. don't. That's like seventy points right there, just th- with those three players. So they don't uh-huh. need him to score. They just need him to slash and sit down on the defensive end. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that would be. I think. I think out of all the teams that we might have Ben Simmons and the and the running for or that and the trade finder for, I think the Hawks should be would be the best team, the best fit for Ben Simmons as he already yeah. has a bona fide one and Trey Young who can shoot the lights out. And then you put him in the position where he can be a center and the floor is still spaced around him. I think that'd be a great position for him. Yeah. I, yeah. So, yeah. I'd like yeah. to see it. So, yeah. So the next deal is dealing John, John Collins. And I know you guys are thinking he's, he, we, we talked about him being a potential, like a potential all-star. Well, not all-star, but maybe like having a high potential and, uh, high ceiling for this team, but he's already expressed disinterest in his role in this team as he wants a bigger role. And we talked about his contract that's getting steeper and steeper by the day. So um, looking at this trade, the Hawks can get Dorian Finney-Smith, who is, in my opinion, we saw this in the playoffs. He is one of the most underrated players in the NBA right now. He is a knockdown shooter from the corner and from the wing, and he is an elite defender who can guard? Maybe he can guard two through two through four, and same with Reggie Bullock. He can guard Reggie Bullock can guard. I think he can guard one through three, one through four maybe, and he's a knockdown shooter as well. So Atlanta would get two three and D players plus maybe some picks, and yeah. Dallas would get John Collins, another lob threat, another floor spacer for Luca, who doesn't need the ball in their hands, but can definitely score when he needs to. All right, yeah, like like we said. A thousand times already. The Hawks need three and D players, and mm-hmm. that, there's that's two of them right there. You said yeah. it perfectly. So that kind of just about does it for Atlanta, right there. Just about. Just about that's, does that's it. Something like. So, yep. Some so light. quicker. Even though even though Atlanta had a lot to talk about, it was kind of just focused on the one side of the ball, which was defense. And fortunately for Atlanta, there are a lot of good defenders in the league who can definitely fill that void. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how this uh, trio of Dejounte Murray, Trey Young, and John Collins. John Collins. Yeah, yeah. We so we've seen them in the in the prime runs where Dejounte Murray beefing with Paolo already, and Dejounte Murray. Oh my goodness! Seen the one where he pounds the guy's head with the ball. Who was just like yeah, like that's so disrespectful. Like that was like Dejounte Murray has just been on menace mode. I forgot how to act, bro. It's crazy. Must be the air down there or something. Must be, must be. That it's all the it's all the eight lane traffic, I guess. You want to shout out the gram? Yeah, I would love to. Everyone, look at look at me. Look at look at me right now. <laughs> put put down whatever you're doing. If you're distracted, stop. Go on Instagram. Not now. Keep looking at me. Thank you, Alan. <laughs> look up the type like yeah type the word the pick. 
roll podcast underscore underscore that's a wrap